With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, uh-huh. 
and so let's go to um windows uh, page ten here present won't work because I got too many windows to play with. There we go. Uh page ten is beginning to ring. Thank you. 
thanks for your help to deliver this message. That you would touch people's understanding, help them to understand things better, and to see things spiritual eyes, not always trusting cardinal knowledge. Please give us spiritual hearts and spiritual thinking. Please help us see the big picture rather than focusing on the little picture. Pray for all the new people, the people that are young in the truth, that they will be steadfast and unmovable from the center of your will. That the gates of of death shall not prevail against the body of Christ. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. Now let me look at all the buttons. Make sure everything is pushed. We've got audio going on this Audacity recording program. Looks like the microphone is working on that. And talk to you is clicking down and going, and Mixler is clicking down and going. Another thing looks like it's doing really well. So I see no reason not to see. So let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 14. Proverbs chapter 14 is where we're going to start today, and as we turn there, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the news today. We are woke today to the breaking news that they are claiming that Pope Benedict has died. And of course, people are going to be very quick to judgment, some people, people that don't love the truth in the first place, but are just waiting for opportunity to pounce upon me. People that are not even part of the church. The people that people who just like to spy, people who just like to accuse and condemn, that have hearts of aggravation, hearts of condemnation, that just like to persecute God's people. They will seize upon the opportunities quickly about fasting, about prayer, about seeking, because that's who they are. That's what they are about. They are not about the truth. They are not about pursuing the truth. They are not about what the truth really is and what the truth is really not. What they are about is judging and condemning and casting a stone and being the first to cast the stone. That's what they are about. Now being here in the United States, we are uh, here in the morning here instead of being late at night. 
to different time zones around the world. People get up out of bed, start their day, read the news, watch the news, listen to the news. Six hours, 12 hours, 24 hours before I get to because of the nighttime. So I've not had a lot of time yet. In fact, almost no time at all to seek the Lord on this matter of the breaking news that they are claiming that what they call Pope Benedict, that he has died. I've had really no time at all, none, to be able to seek the Lord on the matter and people to give me time. People could allow me time to seek God on it, to read the scriptures more, to pray on it, to hear the voice of God on it. I've had no time to do any of this. However, what I do know is I have read Revelation 13 and see where it says that the false prophet has two points. I can see that. I'm not totally blind. I can see where it says two horns. I believe that you can see where it says that too. Everybody knows that the same chapter of Revelation 13 also has ten horns in verse 1 or verse 2, somewhere in there. And everybody knows that ten horns represent ten end-time people, beings, Different groups, different denominations, churches, Bible scholars, they all agree 10 horns equals 10 beings. We also look at 10 toes of the statue of Daniel and say that's 10 beings. They look at the one horn and what Daniel 7 or Daniel 9, wherever it's at, of one horn as is the Antichrist, and they say that, or or Antiochus, uh, no, uh, Alexander the Great, or whatever it was, was one being. That one horn in Daniel is one person. So time after time after time again in the Bible, whatever the number of horns, that's the number of people. And everybody agrees on that. You know, all churches, denominations, Bible scholars, study Bibles and everything, until you get to where it says two horns. And then nobody, I've never heard any other ministry, any other preacher, any other website, video, audio, article, book, anyone, nobody thinks that two horns is two people. Why not? If they agree that one is one and ten is ten, why is two not two? We have had two horns for how many years now? Have we not? Can we not deny that? Can we deny there have been two horns for multiple years now? I don't think that we can deny that. We know that Benedict was in the office of false prophets, even if he died. Was he not in that office for multiple years? Of course he was. 
So like I said, I've not had any time to seek the Lord on the matter, but if I use critical thinking, that means logic. If I use logic, if I use critical thinking, if I just use common sense, then there's not only one way that the prophecy can still be fulfilled, but even two ways, at least. Just right off the top of my mind, without having to spend days and days and days of fasting, just right on the top of my mind, I can't come to immediate reasoning that either they would claim that Benedict has risen from the dead today, tomorrow, three days from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, that Benedict has risen from the dead, or Francis will retire. There have been rumors about that, that he was that he's going to retire. There have been rumors about that for years. Maybe he will retire and a new pope stand in his place and we'll have two horns in that way, in that manner. That we'll have two horns as Francis being on the side, just like Benedict is on the side, and a new pope. So there's two ways right there that it could still be fulfilled. I don't know how it's going to be fulfilled. I just know that I can read with my own eyes that it says two horns. And that is just using logic. I don't have to be a prophet. I don't have to be a true man of God to be able to read where it says two horns. And if everybody says 10 is 10 and everybody says 1 is 1, then how come nobody says 2 is 2? I'm just using logic. That doesn't mean that God sent lightning out of heaven and, and, and spoke to me in a cloud saying 2 equals 2. I'm just using logic. That's all I'm doing. Amen. So, we're going to have to wait and see how it all comes out. They don't know every detail. They don't know every detail. And I think that's good that we don't know every detail because it keeps us humble. It keeps us tested, which we need very much. All the new people coming into the church for the first time, they have to be tested. They have to have their day of testing to see if they're going to stay steadfast in the center of God's will or whether they are going to stick their tail, their, their tail between their legs and run like a scared cat. Are they going to be scared away from God's church and God's truth based upon the events of the past few hours or are they going to stay steadfast? Which is it? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But the young people, the people that come into the truth, come into the church in the recent days and weeks, they have to be tested just like we were tested last year and a year before that and a year before that. Amen. And they all continue to be tested. And that's a good thing. Amen. Praise God. How much tribulation can we withstand? 
we've got to be able to prove ourselves to be tough for the kingdom, for the millennium, and for the 100 years. We're going to need to be tough, and we have to prove ourselves tough now. Amen. Praise God. With all that said, let's proceed with today's sermon about critical thinking. Critical thinking, the importance, the spiritual importance of critical thinking. Today is December the 31st, 2022, the eighth day of the 10th biblical month. Proverbs 14, let's look at verse 15. Proverbs 14, verse 15. It says, The simple believes every word. But the prudent man betakes himself to afterthought. The word simple here, I looked up in the Greek because we are reading the Bible based upon the Greek Septuagint rather than the Assyrian Mesoretic text. The word simple here means innocent or blameless. And what comes to my mind in the context is a little baby child. A little baby child, innocent and blameless, simple-minded. So we're just going to add the word minded in parentheses in that verse. The word simple is correct. We don't have to change it to innocent or blameless. There's many different ways you can translate these words. The context is what we must focus on. Context being simple-minded people, babies, that are very gullible, that believe everything they hear, everything. I know that you have to test me, even as I also have to test you. We have to test one another. And if we don't, then we're not very clever. We don't want to be gullible, simple-minded people. We need to realize, understand, and comprehend the wickedness of the world, the degree of deception in the world, and the degree of propaganda in the world. There are lots and lots and lots of propaganda, much more than what people realize, much more than what people realize. Lots of propaganda. So we should not be so simple-minded to just believe everything that we read on the internet, every picture, every meme, every video, everything we see and hear. But that's the way a lot of people are. Though. You look at Facebook or MeWe, Twitter, all these people that just immediately grab onto and immediately believe the most outrageous conspiracy theories and lies, such as Pizzagate, Michelle Obama, Mrs. Michelle Obama, the claim that she's a man. They show pictures on social media where she's wearing a dress, but she has a bulge in the front of her dress. And they say, see, that's proof she's a man. Do they not know that pictures can be edited? Do they not know that there's a program called Photoshop? and many other multitudes of programs that can edit pictures? Do they not know that, that the, the technology exists to even make a horror movie 
where people's heads are being cut off, but really nobody's actually being killed? Do they not know that technology exists to edit not only pictures, but videos and even audio can be edited? Do they not have any logic at all? Doesn't seem like it to me. Doesn't seem like it to me. The old Greek version of Daniel 12 says that in the one time that the world will go insane. And it sure has. It really has. Then we continue with this verse. But the prudent man who takes himself to afterthought. Prudence here, prudent man. Actually means a clever person. We're going to change that to clever person. But the clever person, and then he takes himself to afterthought, we're going to change that phrase to rethinks, and then we're going to put in parentheses every claim. Rethinks every claim. So we end up with this. The simple-minded believes every word or everything, but the clever person rethinks everything or every claim. In other words, We should do, like it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, to prove all things, not just immediately accept everything. But yet, the majority of the world, they do grab onto and embrace without rethinking, without reexamining uh, any of the issues that they are raised with, the Trinity, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, atheism, uh, Catholic Church, the preacher of rapture, the list is endless. Christmas, Easter, uh, Sunday Sabbath or no Sabbath, uh, Halloween, uh, living forever in heaven, living forever in hell. The list is endless. All the different doctrines that people embrace from their childhood, from the time when they were simple-minded, and never, when they grew up physically, they never grew up mentally, and they never grew up spiritually. They never took the time to rethink or reconsider what they were told as children when they were simple-minded, or when they were babes in Christ, or when they first think that they got saved. When they first said a so-called prayer of salvation, or when they was first uh, supposedly baptized, when they first started going to a church of some kind, when they was a babe in Christ supposedly, they had never taken the time to grow in knowledge, grow in logic, to grow in truth, grow in the spirit. They don't even ask to grow in the spirit. They don't even know to do that. They don't even try to grow in the truth. Nobody has told them that they need to grow in the truth. 
They're simple-minded. Amen. But when God is truly calling us in this lifetime, if we are not ordained for the second resurrection and that 100-year time period of Isaiah 65 verse 20, but rather if we are truly called for the first resurrection and if we are called for the knowledge of truth in this life, then we will rethink everything. Everything. We will, we actually will take the time to reconsider and prove all things. We will re-examine Christmas and Easter and Sabbath and different things. And when we hear conspiracy theories like Michelle Obama being a man or flat earth or planet X or nebula, when we hear such claims like that, we will not be so simple-minded to immediately grab onto it, but rather we would take time to use logic, to use common sense, to consider the facts that can be proven, to consider the facts that technology does exist to edit, to edit pictures. We use critical thinking. Critical thinking, what does that term mean? What does that mean, critical thinking? Critical thinking. Without looking up in the dictionary, I would think critical thinking means to analyze, to carefully examine, to look at both sides, not just one side, to consider all the facts, and to be skeptical. Amen to be skeptical about things, to, to want the truth, to search for the truth, to seek for the truth. All these things come to mind when I use the term critical thinking. Because if we claim to be the followers of Christ, then we should be people who want the truth. We should be people who love the truth and are willing to dig for it. And not just immediately believe anything and everything that we hear on the internet. Even in the news, amen. Even in the news of claiming that Benedict has died. Was we there when he died? Do we really know that he died? Is he just hiding in the back room? We don't know. Amen. And let us not forget the scriptures tell us that we're not in war against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities. We know that there are demons involved in the Vatican. It's not impossible for Benedict to rise from the dead. There's people rising from the dead in Africa and India almost every day. Truly. There are demonic manifestations of power, great power. The Bible warns us about great miracles and the great power of Satan that would be manifested in the end times. I would not completely rule out a resurrection from the dead of Benedict, a real one, not a pretend one. There could be just a pretend one, yes. He could be hiding in the back room, yes. 
I'm not going to rule that out either. But neither will I rule out a real and true resurrection of a physical body still yet possessed by the same being. Anything is possible. We're dealing with spiritual power here, not just flesh and blood. So we have to just wait and see. Let's go to the book of Hosea and the book of Prophets, Hosea 4. Page 167. Hosea chapter 4, page 167. We'll give you time to get there since that's one of those books that's more difficult to find where it's located. Not used to going there very much. It's right after the book of Daniel. Hosea 4, verse 6. My people are like as if they had no knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, that you shall not minister as priests to me. And as you have forgotten the law of your theos, I will also forget your children. We know that most Bibles translate uh, the per first part of that, as my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. And it says that they have rejected knowledge. Amen. 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 You share the truth with people. You give them the facts. You can show them the truth about Christmas and Easter and Halloween. Even in your everyday normal encyclopedia, it's not hidden. It's there. This is not even hidden knowledge. It is knowledge freely available to everybody on earth. And yet, they will reject it nevertheless. People don't like truth. They don't like knowledge. A lot of people don't like to learn. Your traditional Christian does not really like to learn. They want a sermon that is no more than 20 or 30 minutes, and that's it. They're not interested in learning. If they were interested in learning and knowledge and the truth, and they really loved God, then they would be more willing than what they are to listen to a sermon that's an hour and a half or two hours or three hours and to look at the Strong's concordance, to look at the Hebrew and Greek words, to examine different translations of the Bible, and to look at what the encyclopedia says and to consider the facts, to use critical thinking and logic and wisdom and intelligence. To blend all these together, consider everything, to consider all the facts. But they don't do none of this at all. They're stuck in only one translation of the Bible, 
and only what their pastor says, not what any other pastor says, only at what they produce, what their denomination says, not what any other denomination says. They don't consider nothing the encyclopedia says, none of the facts of history, none of these other things that I mentioned. They have rejected, they have thrown out the window knowledge. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the book of Acts now. Let's go to the New Testament. The rest of the scriptures here that I have prepared to share with you today are all in the New Testament, unless God lays in all mine to go into some other books of the Bible. But Acts 17. Acts 17. Verse 10. Acts 17, verse 10. A very important verse that a lot of Christians don't know. Most Christians, so-called, have not read the Bible. They haven't, other than John 3, 16, and that's it. But it says here in verse 10, the brethren immediately sent Paulos, Paul and Silas, away by night to Berean, a town of Berean. And when they arrived, they went into the synagogue, the church of the Judeans. Now these people were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonia, town of Thessalonia. For they received, with, they received the word, the truth, with great eagerness, examining the scriptures. That would be the Old Testament, of course, that's the only thing that existed at the time. Examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Notice that these people, the Berean people of the town, did not just embrace and believe everything without examining the scriptures. They examined the scriptures daily to test, to examine, to see whether this was the truth. How many Sunday Christians do that? None, for the most part. Very, very few. They do not study the scriptures daily to see if their pastors are telling them the truth or not. And notice how they were studying the scriptures, examining the scriptures. That would have been the Old Testament. It would have been the Greek Septuagint Old Testament. And this is the Apostle Paul and Silas. These were New Covenant preachers. But they would have been preaching from the Old Testament. How come you never hear that in a Sunday church? Amen. Your Sunday church preacher would never, ever, ever say those words that Paul taught from the Old Testament. Amen? Amen. But he had to teach from the New Te Old Testament because the New Testament wasn't written yet. And nobody owned yet a book of the New Testament. So if Paul was teaching the scriptures and if his congregations that he was evangelizing, going around to the different synagogues, Churches, congregations. What were they preaching from and what were they studying? 
It was only the Old Testament. Amen. Two Corinthians ten. Two Corinthians ten. Page one ninety eight. Two Corinthians ten verse five. We are destroying speculations, assumptions, and ever lofty or elevated thing, ever high thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Amen. There are a lot of things, false knowledge, false wisdom, false intelligence, false logic, that rises up against the knowledge of God. Amen. Atheistic thinking, scientific thinking, the New World Order, even churches, churches that claim that Jesus is not God, they rise up against the knowledge of God. Amen. So we must destroy such speculations, such assumptions, such such idiotic speech. We must rethink, re-examine, test, examine, prove all things. Use critical thinking, use logic, use intelligence, use wisdom, use everything available to us. And come to the conclusion of the truth, whatever it may be. Even if it's a truth that we don't like. Even if it is a truth that we was not raised with and sounds strange for, to us because we never heard it before. A lot of people don't accept the truth because it's strange to them. They've never heard such a thing. They never heard that that a certain thing is true. So all they got to do is read the Bible and do some research and use logical thinking. Just because it's strange to you, never heard it before, doesn't mean it's not true. The world is filled with deception, filled and overflowing with deception of knowledge against God. False knowledge, you know that forbidden tree, which the Christmas tree represents. That forbidden tree is what called the knowledge of good and evil. But if, if it was truly knowledge of good and evil, it wouldn't be bad. Amen. If it was truly knowledge, if it was true knowledge, of good and evil, God would not forbid it. It was forbidden because it's false knowledge. It is knowledge based upon people's own thinking with their carnal eyes and their carnal mind of thinking that nudity is sinful. We have to throw that in because that was part of the context of those scriptures and thinking that 
You can eat uh, things that God forbids, which today is the Walmart product. But there is there is knowledge from God that we must embrace, not our own way of looking at things. Let's go to Colossians two. Page 215, you have the Apple and Omega Bible paperbacks. Page 215, Colossians 2. Colossians is right after Philippians, which is after Ephesians. Colossians is also right before 1 Thessalonians. Page 215. Colossians 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Notice how it says it warns us that we can be held in bondage, that we can be held captive through these things, through deception. Philosophy here, God and the Apostle Paul, they're not against philosophy. They're against false philosophy, false knowledge, false reason, false way of thinking. And according to the tradition of men, when I read tradition of men, I think of the Trinity, the pre-trib rapture doctrine. Once saved, always saved. Say one prayer and you're saved. Christmas, Easter, Halloween, the Trinity, living forever in heaven, living forever in hell, all these different traditions, they are deception. They are human philosophy. They are human theology. Amen. It is the opposite of critical thinking. We have to use critical thinking to protect ourselves from these things. 1 Thessalonians 5 now. 1 Thessalonians 5, that's the next book over. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 21. But prove all things carefully and hold very tight to that which is good. Amen. Prove all things carefully. This, this ain't talking about proving how a car runs. Some people take this way too literal of everything, prove everything, how does a bird fly, all these different things. It's not talking about physical things like that. It's talking about spiritual things. It's talking about doctrines, spiritual doctrines. Prove all things in that sense, in that context, and hold very tight onto that which is good. The devil will try to shake you away with every tool that he can think of to try to pull you away from the truth. But once you found the truth, you have found the truth. Amen? Amen. The truth is the truth. And every doctrine stands on its own accord. Amen. The Sabbath doctrine is based upon the Sabbath doctrine, what the Bible says about the Sabbath. Amen. 
the pre-trib rapture doctrine. That's based upon what the Bible says about prophecy, the end time events, the order of the seals, the order of the uh, trumpets, all these things that are directly connected to the great tribulation and the coming of Christ. It stands on its own accord. If I am found in error on a particular topic, it does not automatically prove that I'm not of God, that I wasn't called of God, and I'm not saved, that I'm a false prophet. Amen. If I am found in error on one topic, it is only that topic that I'm in error about. Each each doctrine stands on his own scriptures, on his own accord. Let's look at the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7, page 228, 228, 2 Timothy 2, verse 7, consider what I say. For the Lord would give you understanding in everything. Again, that's not talking about how does a plane fly, how does a bird fly, how does a car run. It's talking about spiritual things. The Bible is concerned about spiritual things. Amen. And Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. And Paul says to Timothy, consider what I say. For the Lord would give you understanding in everything. But notice here, Paul doesn't say, depend upon your own studying entirely without considering anything that I say. But rather, he tells Timothy, consider what I say. Because Paul was the elder. He was the older man. He was the man that got saved before Timothy. He was the, uh, the apostle and the prophet of God uh, more than Timothy. So, you know, earlier I gave an extensive list of things that we need to consider. And we have to consider all the different things. Amen. The study of the scriptures, absolutely. Everybody knows that I encourage people to study the scriptures. Amen. But we also must consider what's being taught by the leadership, the administration of the church. And we do have a council of six or seven men, uh, counting myself. So it's not just just me by myself. I do have people that their job is to second guess me, and I've given them a list, including the Trinity and the preacher of Rapture and other other things on the list to examine, to re-examine, to test me, to test the scriptures, to see if I'm in the truth on these most controversial doctrines. Robert has a brain of his own, AJ has a brain of his own, Kareem, and Meekness, and Ehud, and Moses. They have their own brains. They have their own uh, Intelligence separate from mine. And they're intelligent men. And they're called of God. 
chosen of God. And I, I know and I trust, and I really do know that if they were to find that I was in error on a topic, they would point it out to me, that they would ask me about it in the appropriate reverence manner, instead of contesting me, instead of contesting me, they would say, what does this scripture mean? And how does this fit in? And how does this not contradict? They would do it in a reverent manner. Out of respect, nevertheless, still yet testing me. Still yet testing me and re-examining the scriptures and making sure that we are in the truth. Not only that I'm in the truth, but that they are in the truth and that we are all in the truth. Amen. Look at verse 15. Verse 15, we'll go from there through verse 18. Verse 15 says, Be efficient to present yourself approved to Theos as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. But avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it would lead to father ungodliness. If I have ever heard worldly and empty chatter, it is the claim that Michelle Obama is a man. You can't get no more shadow than that. It is empty chatter. Amen. Bible tells us to avoid such silliness. Verse 17, and their talk was spread like game green. That means like your leg rottening or sore, or a wound beginning to rotten and spread across your entire body. Among them are such men as uh, Hemadias and Philetus. Notice how the Apostle Paul calls people out by name, specifically, that certain people are a danger to the church. Who have gone astray from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already taken place. And they upset the faith of some. We have to warn against certain people that are wolves in sheep's clothing that easily capture some of the church members. I saw David Reed on Facebook continues his foolishness. And he is still extremely ill and sick. He's still alive at this point, but still extremely ill. Continuing his foolish doctrines repeatedly. Now he's claiming that Jerusalem is the end time city of Babylon. That's stupid. I just got to say it the way it is can't hold my tongue back when it comes to such ridiculous doctrines. Ridiculous.
church has to be warned against such men and such people. Let's go to the book of 1 John, chapter 4. Page 254, 254, right there before Revelation, 1 John 4, verse 1. Very important verse. Very, very, very important verse. 1 John 4, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from theos, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Amen. Test the spirits. Amen. We have to test all preachers, all evangelists, all prophets, all apostles, all pastors. We have to test them. If we don't, we're foolish, and we are easily be captured if we do not test the teachers. The same thing with YouTube videos, social media posts. We must test such things. Their spirit, their other doctrines, their other teachings, and uh, their way of thinking. We have to test uh, their own knowledge. If they don't have much knowledge of truth, then why listen to them? But they're very ignorant of scriptures. Why listen to them? Why pay any attention to their teachings if they show forth much ignorance? So all these Sunday preachers are really good on television and on the radio. It making people feel good and putting on a good show and they're good speakers and they talk very intelligently and they tickle the ears with promises of blessings and money and prosperity. They're good motivational speakers, but they show forth their ignorance of Scripture when they are teaching things that are not very logical, a three-headed God, that you have three distinct, separate, different people, and all three people are God. That's not logical thinking. Living forever in heaven, and the Bible never says that. Living forever in hell, which is a corruption of the Bible and easily proven to be. Pre-trib rapture, which is not logical nor biblical. And the list goes on and on and on. So rather we're talking about conspiracy theories like Flat Earth and Nebula and Michelle Obama, or whether we are talking about spiritual doctrines or prophetic doctrines. Regardless of what we're talking about here, the same is true that we need to use critical thinking to carefully analyze and rethink instead of immediately grabbing onto whatever we see and whatever we hear on the internet and whatever your local pastor and whatever your, your family taught you as a tradition. We have to rethink all of that. Over the years, I have tested myself repeatedly on all of the doctrines. And that's why I changed 
from teaching originally back in 2006, 2007, and maybe more, I taught that we could not eat pork and shrimp because of what it says in Leviticus 11. But I tested myself and I rethought about it. I re-examined the doctrine. I re-examined my teachings. I re-examined the scriptures. And I was willing to confess that I was wrong about it and to change my ways and to change my teachings based upon what the Bible really teaches, based upon Acts 10 and Mark 7, I think it is, and so forth. We have to be willing to allow the Bible to change us and our thinking. And most people are not. Most people are not willing to change their doctrines. They're stuck in rebellion and traditions. Critical thinking, the importance of. That was the sermon for today, and as uh, Brother Gerald prepares uh, anything that he's going to share with us here, I open up the chat room, and I'm going to share a confirmation as well, confirmation of the sermon. Last night, as, as you're typing in the chat room, any questions, that, any questions that you have for me about anything I said today, last night, as I was preparing the sermon notes, uh, I took a, a break to go to the bathroom, looked on uh, Facebook, and saw on Facebook uh, a group suggestion. A Facebook was suggesting that I join a group or a page or whatever called Use Your Brain. <laughs> Use your brain is the name of the page or a group. I'm like, yeah, I'll join that. Good suggestion. I know that was God. Confirm the sermon. Critical thinking. Amen. And since then, there was multitudes of other uh, confirmation as well that I think too many to remember. One after another, I kept seeing uh, things about thinking and knowledge and intelligence. And this is a continuation, of course, from last week where we were talking about uh, wisdom. And again, that's how God does. He'll feed us uh, a little bit at a time and then add on to it the next week. And uh, So absolutely, uh, brother in Jamaica, test the spirits definitely includes things that we hear, voices that we hear, uh, even if it's dreams, uh, visions, uh, radio, television, uh, voices in our head, voices on TV, the news. Anything that we can see or hear, anything in the world, in our personal lives, family, friends, news, 
world events, religion, everything to test the spirits. The problem there, though, is most people don't have the Holy Ghost to really test the spirits with. But they can still test the spirits to some degree with logic and critical thinking and scriptures. But it helps a lot if we have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Because the presence of God in us, the mind of Christ in us, the Holy Ghost in us, gives us spiritual discernment to make it easier to discern and test the spirits. So most people are lacking that. But God gives everybody a little bit of intelligence. So some more than others. But we all have a little bit of intelligence to be able to test the spirits and to have critical thinking. Amen. And we need to exercise that. And I know that the people that love the truth automatically do that. Um, Brother Gerald, what you got, Brother? It's written in scripture in the law regarding law cases that all things are to be, are to be found and tried by, by the um, testimony of two witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. What else? And all these means and claims and images and so on. People will, it's ridiculous how people will accept these things, even coming from an anonymous source, not knowing who's making the claim, where do they come from, where does it originate from, what else do you think people believe we're making the claim? None of that. The words yeah. go straight into their brain. Amen. Yeah. And very important with logic and reasoning that when one makes an extension of logic that one starts from the true things the principles. Yeah. I just noticed something about um, what the quote about objectivity is how they claim over and over in the eulogies for him how he was a conservative in the Catholic Church. Yet he handed over the, the, the Pope ship to uh, Francis on the most liberal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. someone really fighting for conservative values do that and hand it over to them. I read something quite interesting in a historical source about um, Josiah, the righteous king of Israel. How um, it's written that he had um, he, he burnt the witches, fought in the, the blasphemous worshippers and demons, even their bones, and the false prophets lied to the children of Israel. But, um, this isn't written in scripture, but one can 
think about this logically as we go through it and source that where that that he had. What did he what did he do to the uh, people who believed the false prophets and what it repent of believing lies and humanity mm -hmm. and nonsense? Mm -hmm. Let's go and happen to those people for that. Mm -hmm. Follow the false prophets, the blind leading the blind. Mm -hmm. Blind leading the blind. Off the cliff. Mm -hmm. the right before I forget, I do want to say that this uh, claim of the death of Benedict could possibly, I'm not saying absolutely, but it could possibly lead us into uh, great end-time events in the coming months. We don't yet know what year that the Great Tribulation will begin. It could be this spring or the next spring, but we know it starts in spring. That's very clear because of the biblical holy days of how the prophetic timeline of the number of days between end time events in the Bible. The Bible tells us the exact number of days between events, how that is overlaid on the calendar to match exactly on the holy days. So when we look at that, we know the Great Tribulation will start in the spring of some year. We don't know whether it be this year or the next or the next or the next, but we know it's very close at the door. Even as the Apostle Paul and Peter and the prophets, they always taught it was at the door. That's the mentality that is required. You've got to have the mentality always, every year, every year, every year, it's at the door, it's at the door, it's at the door. That's how the Apostle Paul taught, it's how Peter taught, it's how the prophets of the Old Testament taught. Because if you don't have that mentality, then you will be called unprepared when it does happen. It's better to use caution and wisdom to stay prepared, to get prepared and to stay prepared. Amen. When we're looking at world events right now, of another epidemic coming out of China. Consider that. Don't ignore that. Don't just throw that away. It's got to be fresh in our mind every day, every day, every day. We've got to stay fresh in our mind and alert and prepared that there's this giant epidemic coming out of China right now, and the Biden regime is not doing anything much to prevent that epidemic from raging in America. The only thing he's done so far that I know of is say that anybody traveling to America must have a negative COVID test. That's a new announcement uh, just from the last couple of days or so. That does not protect us because those tests are unreliable. Those tests are not accurate especially if a person just got infected today and get on the airplane. So uh, that's not going to protect America from the incoming epidemic from China. What if it's not COVID? And what if it's not COVID? What if it's not one of the SARS viruses? Uh, we don't know for sure what's occurring in China right now. All we know is that there are videos and pictures coming out of China of people dying by 
gigantic numbers uh, as it was in the original epidemic of uh, December 2019, January, February, March 2020, when we saw those horrific pictures and videos coming out of China, that is being repeated now. So we can expect within the next one to three months a repeat in America and across the world of uh, uh, restrictions and mask mandates and businesses closing and factories closing and uh, not being able to find supplies and food. It's going to get really bad this spring, very bad this spring. And I believe it's going to be a lot worse this March than what it was in March of 2020 because now we've got all the vaccinated people are going to be already, already dying in huge numbers. And whatever type of virus or bacteria this is coming out of China right now, this is going to kill those vaccinated people, the ones that have not died yet, will be dying because of how their immune systems have been compromised. So right now you're, you're only seeing, for the most part, the death of people that's been vaccinated three times or four or five or six times. But when this virus comes, you can expect to see the people that's been vaccinated only once. You can expect this. You need to prepare for this because God ain't going to protect them. Because these people, even if they believe the truth, which most of them don't, God is not going to protect these people. So, because they have already sold their souls to the devil. They've already said that they're going to blindly follow the new world order so that they may keep their jobs, so that they may eat a boat of soup, so that they, it's just like Esau sold his birthright for food. That is what people have done with the toxic fake vaccine. So they have proven who they are. They have proven who they are and what their character really is and what they really are inside of them. So um, I believe that we're in for tremendous tribulation. Rather, it is the great tribulation this spring remains to be seen. But we are in for troublesome, very troublesome times this spring and this summer. Exactly. Very troublesome. What, what a, There's another aspect going to be worse this time, which is um, people who rebel against the federal government, because in 2019, 2020, it was um, Trump was president, and now it's Biden. Yeah, exactly. People aren't going to like the mask mandate. They didn't like them last time. Not going to like them. Oh, another thing is People are now totally against masks. So this time, you've got an epidemic coming in, and nobody, for the most part, is going to wear a mask. They're not going to do anything to protect protect themselves. They're under this delusion that the virus is not even real. That's insane. People that think the virus is not even real, come on now. Have you had your head buried in the sand? People have been dying, not just from the vaccine. Even before the vaccine was released, people were dying. 
people people are like, yeah, but only a few, only one percent. That's a lie right there. It was proven that it was not one percent of the infected that was dying, but rather it was three percent, which is still a large number when you consider that there's eight billion people on the planet. Three percent might sound like a small number, but when you say it's three percent of almost everybody on earth catching the virus sooner or later, three percent actually turns out to be a huge number. We had huge numbers of elderly people dying in the nursing homes. We had, in 2020, so many people dying that the uh, uh, funeral homes couldn't even keep up with it, with, the, with how many people dying. To say that the virus is not real is not using your head, or you're not watching the news or something. So, Obviously, the virus is real. These people that say that the virus has never been isolated, that's stupid too because we have seen it repeatedly, different doctors and different scientists all across the globe that are not even connected to one another. Individual, independent scientists that have seen the virus under their own microscopes to say it's not been isolated is a lie. It has been isolated. They have seen it under the microscope all across the world in every nation. These people just believe everything they read on the internet is not being isolated. It's not being, we've not captured it under a microscope. That's silly. Such people need to get down on their knees and cry out to God that God would give them with better spiritual discernment that God would give them the Holy Ghost, that God would give them more logic, more wisdom, more intelligence, and more ability to use critical thinking instead of blindly accepting everything that they hear on the internet, on Facebook. It's ridiculous. YouTube is one of the most uh, responsible for the silliness. YouTube, I don't know why people who or members of this church continue to go to YouTube every day for teachings and learning. I don't mind it if you go to YouTube for a music video or a movie or a comedy to watch children play and kittens play and puppies play. That's fine. But YouTube is not the place to go for knowledge because the only kind of knowledge in YouTube is the false knowledge, silliness, insanity. Let me see. Let me catch up on the chat room. Amen. Amen. And the, the numbers of people that have died are probably much higher than what we're being told because the governments do not want people to freak out. That's the natural uh, thing of government is to try to prevent uh, people, the population, from freaking out. Amen. So they, the government actually tends to downplay numbers rather than to increase artificially inflate numbers. But the conspiracy theory is that the government is inflating numbers 
But that's the opposite of the truth. What I have seen my entire life is even in tornadoes and hurricanes and earthquakes, the governments typically would actually shrink the actual numbers so that the population does not freak out. They don't want people to get out of control, to be afraid. So usually whatever you hear is opposite of the truth. Amen. Okay. What else, George? I believe that's sufficient for the day, and I appreciate everybody's uh, time for just being here with us on the seventh day. And if anybody um, has any further questions, please feel free to contact me through the website or social media, uh, email, or whatever. In any way that you've got to contact me, I'm available for you, and I hope to hear from you. Let's give some things time to see how things develop. Let's be prepared for any eventuality, any event, let's be prepared for however, whatever develops. I would really recommend and encourage people to stock up on toilet paper, food, water, and supplies. Uh, I feel right now something big, urgent, overwhelmingly coming up inside me right now. And I'm almost in tears. Something very powerful, something very big. I don't I don't know what it is. But I think we better get ready. I think we better get prepared. Okay. So I'll talk to y'all later, and uh, I'll see you on social media. All of this in Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.